0: Most of the time as Christians, in the Christian community, we are very influenced by the West. And one thing we are very proud of is this worship pack idea was very Indian, very original. What I
1: like so. think that we can do, we can find what we love and still use it for the expansion of the kingdom of God. You
0: know, when Bula was sharing her point of view about how she's serving, uh, in the beginning, I'll tell you, when I, when she said, I, I, this is my part Ricky, this is my contribution to serving the God. I said, I mean, for me, serving was always church or something with ministry or sharing the gospel. You're saving, doing social work here. This is not serving. I, I would tell I would tell Bula directly. I said, hey, I don't think I'm, we're seeing each other so much, I don't even miss you anymore. Anyway. You know what? I mean?
2: So hi, all. Uh, Welcome to another uh, episode of RCAG Podcast. Uh, This is me, Benjamin. I was there last time. And uh, we have with us Ricky and Biola. Uh, from Hyderabad, uh, they are a power couple, I would say. Uh, both of them are running their own initiatives, and uh, we have a couple of sessions, a couple of episodes we'll be having with them. We'll be understanding uh, how they are taking, uh, you know, their initiative forward, and how they are, you know, working their life through a lockdown. We want to hear from them, and uh, it's going to be a very productive, very interesting session, All right? So, uh, thank you, Ricky and Viola, for making it here for the podcast, uh, and. Uh, uh, we we are looking forward to you know hearing a lot from you, uh, and as uh, I said last time, there are no rules. Just be yourself. We are going to hear from you. We want to hear uh, every single bit of insight you can share with us. Right. So uh, in this session, in this episode, we want to look at. Uh, the saying that is told at the end when you know, when we are standing before our maker, we hear uh, the, the words good and faithful servant, right? So we'll be looking into uh, a- aspects of that, how we can get to that, how we can hear that at the end of all this, and uh, also how our individual lives, our, uh, you know, our skills, our wits, our talents, how it can you know, be worked towards getting to that point, right? So uh, right now, since we know that you are from outcast. Uh, we would like to just get a small background about it, about the initiative first. Uh, so let's hear from you, Ricky. Like, what is the mission statement of Outcast?
0: So, uh, for us, our mission statement for Outcast is, or, or it's, it's very simple. It's about we teach you, we want you to reach. So we teach you reach. Because uh, what we felt as Outcast was we saw a void. We saw a void in the community that was not able to reach out in an online presence because they didn't know how to they didn't have the resource to and then we said uh the ab- aspect of uh, uh, resource being absent shouldn't be there and that is when we started outcast we said we want to be a platform where we're able to teach educate and provide resources to people who are uh to churches and ministries so that they're able to reach and uh, and make their lives a little more easier so that is in simple terms what Outcast mission is about.
2: Right. And is there an elaborate story, like how you ideated with this, how you conceived the idea and how it, you know, like propagated, evolved? So,
0: so uh, I'll come. I, I, I'll, so this, the idea came to me about a, probably in the year 2017 and 2018 beginning. Uh, I remember I was, I was, I just spoke to Beulah's parents. I was telling them I'm I'm, you know, I'm interested in getting married to your daughter. I had that that conversation and I had to give them what my future plan was in life. And I remember they asked me, Okay, so what's your plan? And I was working in advertising that back then. And I used to work for uh some big brands and I said, if I'm so good at this, I need to take this talent to the church. And I just felt like, okay, fine. I'm a 20, I was 22 back then. So I'm a 22 year old. Nobody's going to listen to me if I go to the church and say, Hey, why did not you do this? I need to have some sort of credibility. So I thought, or I decided my credibility is going to come from Hillsong. So I decided I'm going to go to Hillsong. So I applied for Hillsong. And uh, long story short about that season was I didn't get it. I didn't get through Hillsong. And, uh, in, and I told my company I'm leaving. I told Beulah's parents, I'm going to Hillsong. And Hillsong didn't happen. And what happened was, I always thought if Hillsong doesn't happen, I can have my company, I can just go join back my company. They like the way I work. They'll be happy to take me back. But the weird thing was, uh, I was supposed to leave for Hillsong in the month of May. And the month of April, my entire company shut down. Because my boss decided to migrate to another country. And it was all of a sudden. And I said, okay, this is probably God's plan and purpose. So that's how... This all happened and uh, and I reached a place where I don't have Songs, so I don't have an identity anymore. And that season is when I used to, I, I love watching TV shows, I love watching uh, online content. So I remember uh, talking to Beulah about it and she said, you know, Ricky, why don't you start, uh, you should start a Christian version of Netflix or something like that. And it's very exciting. I was like, yeah, I should, you know, it's very, and I laughed it out. Then a friend of mine, a very good friend of mine named Jeremiah who's in the army, he messaged me just a week later and said, Macha, we should start something like this where we can do an online uh, Netflix, a Christian version of Netflix where they have healthy Christian content online. And I said, uh, it's so weird you're telling me this. Just last week I had this conversation Beula, Beulah. And, and that... Was like the birthplace of it. And then we said, okay, fine, we're going to start something. So I wrote down an entire 12 pages of what Outcast is going to be: the vision, the mission, what kind of ministry we'll be serving, what all are the aspects of it. I wrote this down in 2018, but I only started right. Outcast in 2019. Right. So it took me one year to execute it. But the idea came to me. And the word outcast came to me when I was in 10th standard. Because I wanted to start a magazine when I was in 10th standard. And I always felt like an outcast in the church community. Not uh, not like they were not welcoming me. It's just that I felt like I was thinking a little different. Uh, so I said, okay, let's just... And the Bible also says we are called to be an outcast in this world out there. So I said, so relatable. So I thought, why don't we just call it outcast? And it all came together. And it's so interesting how from 10th grade, God is preparing us for something like this uh in 2019 so i was in 10th grade in 2010 so 9 years god was working in me Amazing. to to for an idea and it only executed in 2019 so right. that's how outcast started
2: That's amazing. That's a beautiful story actually about how uh, the idea conceived and uh, the gestation period for such an idea. And uh, we think, we might think that, okay, this idea doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I mean, I have it in my mind and I'm thinking about it, but why is it not progressing? When is this going to take off? Uh, But it turns out that It's not just in our mind. It's also in God's mind. Right. And the thing is, I I love how you brought up that you felt like an outcast. Uh, So because the thing is, even though we have a church community and even though we have the fellowship of believers, a lot of young people, uh, especially the teenagers, uh, pre-adolescents, adolescents, adolescents, uh, those who have entered, uh, you know, in, in, in the real adult world by taking up jobs, they do not exactly feel connected with the church that they are part of right nice. they feel like as if this is not for me and maybe uh you know giving my due uh, time say just two hours a week might be enough but they do not see that it is a put area where they can you know explore their potential and where they can you know like come up with a whole lot of things uh, providing with their skills and wits uh, and ideas and such. So this is a good setting because we want to dive uh, really deep into the podcast in the next episode. So let's, uh, I I would like to, you know, set the context uh, up to that. So if you're looking at the current situation, which is uh, the pandemic, right? Which is something that we cannot ignore and the lockdown it is. So I want to hear from either of you. What do you think? Just what do you think about the global shutdown of business? and the global shutdown the global lockdown that is happening this is unprecedented this is something we haven't seen we didn't even foresee so what do you think about all this where do you see this uh, going and what do you think
1: i think yeah there is a lockdown and i we do see like a lot of businesses that are shutting down but i also see it as a way where new ideas are being birthed i know like a lot of people they got that Three months of everybody sitting at home doing nothing and so many people learned so many new things. So many people, you know, got a new talent, got a new thing, oh, I can figure out this. I know a lot of people who learned how to drive in uh, this lockdown, who learned a completely new, uh, you know, form of art or something like that. I myself, I teach fashion and I also work for an organization but in this lockdown I was able to uh, learn a new art form of how to create caricatures and I was able to start like a small way of income for ourselves through that, you know, that small thing. So yes, big businesses are shutting down and a lot of uh, things that had started in the past shut down but I also see this few months as a way where a lot of people started something new as well nice. it was it it gave all of us six months to evaluate like what are we doing in life what can we do next and that's how even shop for asha came into because I was like what am I doing in my life so I think it it gave all of us a period of reevaluate re-evaluating ourselves and seeing okay fine what next now what right. can we do Even for ourselves, for the society, for the glory of God, what can we do? So I think that's how I looked at the lockdown and how both of us also uh, saw it. Uh, But businesses, yeah, businesses are shutting down. But there's also something new coming along in this process also.
2: Amazing, because a lot of youngsters, they'll be looking at the lockdown and they'll be looking at you know the airspace being closed down and no interstate travel allowed they they might have the feeling that this is the end and this is it there's no uh, you know there's no road uh, beyond this this is the ceiling Uh, but it is amazing to know that people have taken this time uh, to see things differently and to pursue new novelties right this uh, especially something that really hits us hard is a novelty when something that a a complete change in paradigm shift. Okay, I can do this thing like this also. I can contribute in this sense also. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So that is amazing. And uh, that is also something that a lot of people have been cashing in on uh, during the six month time. And we have been able to contribute this towards the church side as well. Right. Because we know the entire church has moved online. So, uh, have you been able to also contribute towards that surge uh, in digital content or the the demand for Christian content? Have you been able to like contribute solidly, or what, what? What are your thoughts on this? Yeah,
0: individually, obviously, because I work with Outcast, I work for the that idea and that 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 uh, page and the content creation that we do on Outcast. Uh, for us, it was a huge surge, like you said. I remember when we started in 2019, we wanted to educate the audience. That's what we said. We we're going to teach you reach. And we were struggling to tell churches, you need to be online. You need to be online. Because for them, they said they saw all, they always saw online as, as a more of a distraction yeah. rather, than a, yeah. rather than something that they can leverage on. And I don't blame them because it's, it was True. always like, you know, True. Uh, internet was looked down at that, that way. So... I was praying about it. And in fact, me and my team, when we, when we spoke in the month of March, we said, I asked them, guys, are we just... Are, are anybody going to take us seriously ever? You know, that's literally what I, what conversation I had. I had this conversation with these guys. And you see, God works in, in fantastic. He's timing is next level, you know. So for us, what happened was I had this conversation probably on a Monday or a Tuesday with them. And I remember, like, on a Wednesday, the Prime Minister announced that this sunday that is the 22nd of march there's going to be a lockdown oh, no. and it was just one sunday and then it clicked me it said okay one sunday if the church is not going to be on is not going to visit pastors can preach not it's not difficult to sit in front of a camera and preach what about the worship team they won't have worship so i called up sam alex from bridge music and i said hey sam would you be interested in in recording some worship packs for churches so that they can use it and it was a simple it was a, it was sporadic. It was a Wednesday evening conversation, Thursday morning I call up Sam Alex. Friday we booked a studio for the whole day. Sam Alex took and the band took nine hours for sound check. We recorded for two hours. We made four worship packs. Fourteen hundred churches till today I have downloaded those worship packs. Amazing. a span of four days it was a phone recording by the way it was not a fancy camera we were not waiting for a camera to arrive on our knocking at our door we were not waiting for anything it was just a matter of trusting each other and listening to God's call I think that's what happened and eventually we became a place where every church wanted to connect with us and we realized okay we started in 2019 because God gave gave us a heads up to be prepared for something like this and And if you know this, Benjamin, most of the time as Christians, in the Christian community, we are very influenced by the West. And one thing we are very proud of is this worship pack idea was very Indian, very original. Excellent. In fact, the U.S., Kerry Job was the first person to release a worship pack and she released it two months after we released it. It was not an idea somebody thought of. It was an idea which happened in India, which was being talked about in many places. And when other people saw it in India, when they saw Keri Job releasing worship pack, they said, hey, Outcast did it first. And it was a very proud moment. Why? Because we want to be in, in a country, in a culture where we are contributing to the mission world, not the West contributing all the time and we being receivers. I think it's time for India to contribute to the mission world. And not just depend saying, oh, there is some foreign church who's going to help us with something. No, we, we are going to go to the world out there because Indians are contributing every other way globally except when it comes to church we're happy getting from abroad you know what i mean i think this is the season i think what Biola said global pandemic changed the way things are pressure always serves to make us strong and i think this pressure was good for the church it only made us so much strong because 38 percent of rural india has started going online imagine the reach imagine the the potential of gospel going out to them and I think this was this was that for us. This this entire moving online was was that powerful. So that was probably what we did, and I think uh, we're very proud of it. We're very grateful. This was our offering towards uh, this 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 season of of what our of the world is going through. Amazing. So it's it's great.
2: Like you got this opportunity to pioneer something completely new, establish something novel, and. Uh, as you said yes we always tend to borrow from the west and uh, here's our chance of giving back and uh, you know like producing content like it's time to you know like show like uh, there is ideas and innovation going over here and we can do it for god and it is possible and uh, there's a lot people can learn from us uh, indians as well and also uh, the team that you talked about is important because uh, how much ever a vision, big vision we have and how much ever skilled we might be on our own. Uh, we need to work with the team because the team can take the burden of the vision. They also need to be invested in the vision that we have, right? So how has the fellowship of believers helped you with this uh, this initiative? The, you know, the contacts, the relationships that you had, how were they able to also contribute? How were you able to weave them
0: together into your vision? Honestly, uh relationships go a long way i think yeah. these uh the the people who are part of our outcast co-team all of them grew up with me and uh, and for me that was i mean your your community is your god i think god puts you in a community for a reason i think it's just for us it's for us to start noticing it and start utilizing it i keep telling my friends if you if in times of need if you're not reaching out to me you're not my friend because I'm absolutely of no use to you. Because if I'm only celebrating life with you and not being there for you, in when, when I see an idea with you, then you're not my friend. But God, I mean, I'm so blessed. I'm so thankful I had friends uh, from different communities uh, within the church itself, from different churches who were with me from different stages of life. And contributed and you know supported right. this right. idea and say hey Ricky we want what can we do we want to support this what can we do and I think uh, I'm blessed I'm favored that way and I'm so grateful for that and even if you don't have that. Uh, I think it's time for us to value that friendship and community because as much online is important community is so much more important because community is the evidence of things that we learn from the word of God right because that's where we get to taste what we learn right and it happens in community and and I'm so thankful I'm blessed with people who are better than me there's so many ways better than me I get to learn from them and that is what made uh, makes outcast what it is today
2: that's great you know and uh, at the end of the day it's all about the people the people we are serving the community we're serving uh, how we can best uh, it's not about us it's about them it's about everyone else right uh, and there are a lot of people watching us right now who who would be in the uh, you know in the adolescent phase and they'll be a lot of them will be planning for the next move in their lives uh, from a, not just from a career perspective but from a family perspective so i want to ask you guys uh, for the sake of our viewers now, how has this lockdown strengthened your marriage? How has it improved the partnership that you guys have undertaken either. <laughs>
1: Uh, it helped us in various ways, I would say. Uh, in the beginning, it was hard because uh, we had a routine in place before, you know, the lockdown. We get up, we go to work and usually our uh, work uh, was is one hour away f- f- from where we stay. So uh, we usually pray in that journey. So that was our prayer life, what we do. Uh, But, uh, you know, after the lockdown, it broke our routine. We we used to get up, like, really late. We used to, you know, and we were always together. And at a point, I was like, I'm seeing, like, at least when you're working, you go for eight hours and then you come back. But then during the lockdown, we were always together. And uh, this is within the first year of our marriage. So, we got to know each other very quickly, very fast during this this lockdown. But, uh, after a few days, we we got back our routine even for the lockdown. We, we started saying, okay, fine, we have to put time aside for prayer even though we do not have that routine. Uh, even though we were staying in the same house, we were doing completely different things throughout the day. Even though we were in the same house. So then we started saying, okay, fine, even though we are doing this, let us, you know, set time aside where we actually talk to each other, talk about what we are feeling, how is it happening, for us so because you know when you're going to work and then you come back then you are like okay fine how was your day how are you feeling but when you're staying you know at the same place together all day you take the other person for granted you know you're like okay but then it was a learning experience for us as well where we're like okay fine the routine is gone but let's set a new routine for this so we said okay fine let's take time aside and pray each day even though our before routine you know had gone away and let's t- take time and talk to each other about what you're feeling and have a real conversation so that's how we changed our lives slightly and it did bring us closer but also we got too used to each other also i would say during that process <laughs> yeah.
2: right uh thank you for sharing those insights about your marriage uh how it has been strengthened and uh so As we are nearing towards uh, understanding the core message of this episode, I want to know from you, uh, how can a person, a young person of our age, you know, and even perhaps within the 30 to 40 range also, how can they contribute with their skills and talents and wits uh, to the expansion of the kingdom of God? you know and also what is that first critical step that they need to how to whether it is overcoming hesitation or overcoming the laziness or procrastination so what is that first critical step they they must take and how can they contribute after that
1: so Uh, First of all, all of us have skills and talents. It's God given. We all have something that we are good at. It might be design, it can be art, it can be anything. All of us have that skills and talents already within us now uh, I know I loved fashion and I know that I love fashion design and I wanted to create a career in that and that was my goal. But like you said, you are asking us how can we use that to glorify and expand the kingdom of God. Now I had already started my career in fashion design. I had started a brand. I had, you know, I had already started teaching but there was nothing that I was doing that was expanding the kingdom of god and you know my parents were in ministry all their life okay so i never wanted to go into the stereotypical of you know the ministry uh, you know perspective but what i think that we can do we can find what we love and still use it for the expansion of the kingdom of god you don't have to you know you we we have great pastors but you don't have to be a pastor to be involved in the expansion you can find what you love to do and use that so that's when i realized that uh, you know i can use my desire to of fashion and creating my brand as fashion and now i'm using all the income generated in order to support children to support you know uh, single uh, uh, orphan children uh, children with single moms or you know uh, sex uh, who are involved in sex trafficking women who are involved and Create a community where we can then show our love, the love of God in that community as well. So right. you you are seeing it is doing what I love and that's because that's already a desire that is in me. And it's a God-given desire, but using it for the expansion of the kingdom of God. You don't have to separate the two. You can do what you love, but also use it for and you said how do we know that was the second part of the question and how do one, how does one get you know for some people it can be a big vision but for me and sometimes it might be just that nudge you know within your pushing you have to do this your your life can't just be this there should be more than just you know having it d- so sometimes it's just that nudge you know for me uh i was teaching fa- uh, fashion design and i was happy i had a good job i did not have to do more but there was always that nudge within me what are you doing for the kingdom of god how like what are you doing with your life how is it helping people how is it glorifying god and and that and even ricky actually kept asking me that question you know and you it's always good to have a community like that who keeps pushing you to do something better so what i feel when you have that nudge take a step towards it don't wait that small nudge Might be God telling you what to do next. Take that step and Don't just wait around for a big sign saying, when God tells me this, I'm going to go into that. Use the small things that you can do and the small nudges to take that step do it you can procrastinate all you want you will be waiting for two years if you're procrastinating but if you have that desire go for it do it and that's all I can say you know if Mm -hmm. you have that nudge go for it and do what your vision will form on the way but you have to take that first step
2: right right that is very encouraging to hear like because uh, a lot of people are thinking that we need to have a good formed idea to do this but no taking that first step just just throwing yourself into doing this thing is actually the crucial part, right?
1: Yes, exactly because we can wait I know people who have a great idea but they don't work on it, right? It's about taking that first step and that first step, you know uh, when you give something to God, God gives back more Uh, God is just waiting for your willingness to take that first step and then everything else will fall into place.
2: Right, right that's, that's good to know. And uh, also, there's a parable about the talents that we have in the Bible. Uh, how a person, a wealthy man, gave talents to three different people. Uh, the people with five talents, uh, the person with five talents, he made it ten talents. The person with ten talents made it twenty talents. And one gentleman who had one talent, he went and hid it, right? So what would be the modern equivalent of that? How would it apply in this crowd that we are finding ourselves in?
0: I think, um, I think uh, majboori, if you heard this Hindi word called majboori, right? Majboori is something a lot of people uh, cocoon themselves under. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, uh, because you're like, Oh, I have bills to pay. Oh, I have, uh, uh, if I leave my good job, how will I support my family? It has always been that. But the Bible is the evidence of people who walked in faith. Faith is the evidence of things unseen. So it is never going to be a guaranteed thing. Right? Right. So uh, that one talent which you have the only gets uh, hidden because you're too busy focusing on, oh, how do I meet my ends meet? Instead of doing something like, what am I doing that's making an impact? Impact is a very big word. Yeah. Uh, in fact, what am I doing contributing to the Great Commission? You know, when Bula was sharing her point of view about how she's serving, uh, in the beginning, I'll tell you, when I, when she said, I, I, this is my part, Ricky, this is my contribution to serving the God. I said, I mean, for me, serving was always church or something with ministry or sharing the gospel. You're saving doing social work here. This is not serving. And then I, when I was reading the Bible... I got this revelation from the Bible. It says true religion is serving the widows and orphans. And when it came to me, it came to me very strong. So it is never, it was not always about, you need to be, uh, carriage you know, distributing tracts or something like that. It's always been about, uh, obeying the will of God and if that obedience of God I mean understanding what God's will of in your life is or what is God's purpose in your life is even if that purpose is going to office every day faithfully because I like what Martin Luther King says a Christian shoemaker does not become a Christian shoemaker by putting a cross on the shoe he becomes a Christian shoemaker by making the shoe perfectly so that's what makes you good so first thing is understand that you don't live your life to meets ends mean that is not why anybody lives life. If you're living your life, that's literally walking away from the purpose of God. Because God said, when you, I mean, the Bible, Peter's, whenever Peter went, signs and wonders followed. We want to live that life where signs and wonders are following. If it's not following you, I think it's time to introspect yourself. That is one important thing I think we need to ask ourselves. And if you are questioning, saying, I don't have talent, let me prove this to you. And I, and I, and the Bible is the evidence. We all agree that we are all created in the image of God. Correct. What is the first verse in the Bible? In the beginning God created. The first thing God did as a as as a being was He created. That is the first attribute of God that we see. We always use the point of, oh, God created and we forget the fact that God was a creative person. He created and it's our, and so we all have the ability to create, create a solution for a problem, create an atmosphere of love, create an environment where people are going to experience the love of God. We have the ability to create. Now, if you want to know you can create, the Bible is the evidence. If you believe that God is, we are created in God's image, this is your verse. So I would say, go for it. And, and you will see signs and wonders follow. That's what I'd say.
2: Amazing. Excellent. <laughs> right. So, uh, wow. I mean, we covered so much, right, in this uh, one last session uh, and about how we can give our talents and how we need to, like, throw ourselves into the action. Uh, and, uh, you know, especially this, this thing, uh, this proof that you gave, the first very verse of the Bible says, God created the heaven. That's, that's the first. He saw it fit to start his work with creation. And that is all the message that we need uh, to also push ourselves into action. And we are in the image of God. So we have to do that thing. Uh, we are outfitted to do that thing, uh, to, to work in that uh, sense. So uh, can you give a message to summarize? Or can you give a message on how we can hear, well done, my good, good and faithful servant, uh, on the day when we have to give a, an accounting? if you can uh you know give our audience the message
0: <laughs> uh honestly i'll tell you this uh i think the 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 journey is 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 what matters you know what happens the end goal is not is not am i going to leave a legacy am i going to make it big no it's the journey and i think in the journey if you're obedient and true to god's call and the purest form I think that's what God is looking for because God wants us to make that effort. It's, I mean, relationship with God is 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 only is the choice. You know, God is so much about choices. He wants us to choose Him. That's what we. Are, that's why we we have free will. And for Him, He gets excited every time we choose Him over work, Him over over anything else. You know, we always prioritize God. And I think that in that journey of serving, because I totally believe uh, your relationship with God is primary. And in that relationship with God, what happens around it is secondary. And it's obviously when you walk with God, um, you know, you uh, the desires of your heart is birthed by God. And I think that is what will will help you lead to a place where God is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, I this is not a, a guaranteed methodology, but this is what I believe. This is what I think. As long as I'm being true to God, And true to the word of God, I think, uh, I'm, I'm hoping I will hear that from God someday.
2: That is an amazing message, uh, Ricky and Biola. Yeah, thank you for sharing these encouraging insights and the message uh, and for also giving uh, advice on how people can get started in their contribution towards the expansion of the kingdom of God. So, yeah, that's all the time we have uh, for this podcast. And uh, in the next series, in the next episode, we will be also diving deep deeper into the initiative that uh, Ricky and Biola are uh, running. Uh,
0: we would love to see you there. Thank you. Hey guys, my name is Ricky
1: And my name is Beula
0: Please make sure you subscribe, like and share The Revival Centre YouTube page And um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook